I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's the Millwall Fan Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. You know what? We do like London Football Fan Show Sunday to Friday. And Friday night, 9 o'clock, you know the weekend's in sight because you see a bit of Millwall coming down the line. And some people get scared when they see Millwall in front of you, but no, I don't. I actually embrace it. I love you guys, so it's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. I feel like a connection. It's this song. This yeah, song yeah, does it. A bit of Roy Green. I love a bit of Roy Green. Love a bit of Roy We actually, do you know what? In the next international break, um, we're going to have like a bit of Roy Green like section because Nick very kindly don't know where he is by the way Nick miss you mate um, has, has like knocked up like a, a full dossier on the life and times of Roy Green sounds interesting yeah. I can only imagine the man is sort of like a, a cabaret singer of Birmingham no. no 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 apparently his mum banned him from going down Carlborough Lane I mean plenty of people have been banned from going down Carlborough Lane <laughs> but we won't go into that yeah depending uh, on the Wigan scoreline I wanted to be banned from the uh, this is the Millwall fan show on Love Sport Radio with Harry Warren Hello. Daniela Lake. Hello. And uh, Michael Avery. Good and evening. Jake Watson. And Jake Watson. Hello, <laughs> yeah. Jake. Where's Bubba? Hi, Jake. Oh, pal. Good, good. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks for so, that. Sorry for the typo. Yeah, there you go. That's all I wanted. Thank you very much. See, this is what happens. This is why Harry didn't want to do the show notes. Oh, is that what it I was? Got, I got, to be honest, mate, I got writer's block on Thursday when I went <laughs> to write it. I tried doing block. it. <laughs> There's a reason why we call Nick the daddy and that we'll leave it at that. Mate, you get writer's block writing a shopping list. What are you on about? Mate, doing a tweet with 140 characters does me. I'm not even doing anything else. Can I just uh, say hi to Mickey as well, who, who's campaigning for Harry? Um, after after sort of the peer pressure you've fallen to and you've got yourself a profile picture on social media. Yeah, I did, but Sam's more scary than Mickey, so... Fair play, fair (laughs) play. Um, Right, let's talk about the defeat at Reading. I didn't see that coming. Who did? 
I don't think any of us did. Not after 24 chances, anyway. Until we were, till we were there about 10 minutes, and then... <laughs> I don't know what to say. Reading are a plastic club, by the way. I just want to point that out. Do it! They are the most plastic of plastic. I don't work for them anymore. Uh, oh, you don't work for them anymore. Oh, right, cool. Anymore. Let's go straight Although on. Although they haven't paid my invoice. So. Yeah, okay, let's go <laughs> yeah, straight on. I think we've right. been waiting a while for that one then. They are, without doubt, the worst football inside I've seen all season. Yeah, I'd agree with you. They rode their luck. I mean, what, four chances? One off the line by us, I suppose you could say that it should have been one nil up. A penalty is never a penalty. And the second goal, we have a defensive issue. <laughs> Which can be best described as whenever there's a ball in between Jake Cooper and Murray Wallace, it parts like Moses part in the Red Sea, and anyone can score. So, I mean, they lucked into it. 24 chances. It reminds me of uh, the Forest game last season mm. where Millwall lost 1 0 with one shot against them. It's just, it was a weird result. They're crap. They're a rubbish. What was the ground like? Horrible. I, yeah. I mean, I, I call it a tin with a roof. It's not even like that, though, is it? It's just a it's, soulless bowl. It's it's literally so poorly put together as well. Yeah. I mean, I, what, what more do you want me to say? I didn't enjoy my Saturday. No. No, did Absolutely you? Absolutely not, no. I enjoyed the bar before the game. Oh. That was about it, really. Marvel. You got a bar before the game. I travelled with Nick. You don't get a bar before no, the well, game. No, well, I got the train. Just a load sensible. of bovril in the glove compartment. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even get that. Yeah, yeah, Radio it 3. Was, um, <laughs> no, we've got Love Sport all the way down. Oh, nice one. Here we go, plug. Bell and Sperling, big up. <laughs> then having to get the bus back to the station with all the Reading fans oh. at the end, that was just, you know, a bit There's of There's only about eight of them anyway. They were all going on. Did you see the tweets about them wanting to take on all the Millwall fans? Yeah, we, met, we mentioned well. it. There's a particular Reading account called Y26, and um, he threatened 1,800 fatalities before we turned up. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, I think someone... See, I was shown it by Lucas, who I think was about to prepare his, like, his Power Rangers gun and all that, you know. <laughs> Bless it. Oh, sorry, Lucas. So. Getting the rest of the youth podcast <laughs> you know, basically, fired up. Yeah, he, he was getting all fired up. He was getting, you know... He was saying this is Sparta, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Standing there. Basically, he got and raided the Toys R Us clearance section. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Don't, don't. And, and the situation is, I reckon it's a parody account. What Lucas's? No. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a statement. Bit harsh, <laughs> um, I, d- I don't know. They they have a drum. I doubt any football sides or any football fans' uh, legitimacy when you have sort of on. When you need a drum. But when you need a drum. A musical instrument. Musical instrument. Uh, when One you of need, those yeah, rattles. Rattle, yeah. When you need uh, bubbles, when you score yeah. goals. Uh, I mean, all this. I'm digging them out. An eagle on the pitch before a game. Can we do all the London football clubs? Um, um, it's just a bit strange, isn't it? I don't, I don't like atmospheres. And when you only sing when you're winning. Clappers. Yeah, basically, clappers. Yeah, all that. that do you remember when Peter De Savory bought out oh, the Flames years oh, ago? I do remember. I also remember Peter De Savory coming in on, uh, in a Beko shirt. Yes. Over the uh, suit. Over yeah. the suit. Over the suit. We have, we've had some colourful chairman. Maybe we could do that on one of the international breaks. Michael, yeah. mate, you've never seen Michael Knight and the man who tried to buy Man United started doing kick-ups on the field, then didn't have mm. the money. I... I <laughs> <laughs> Millwall don't have any money. Don't worry no about money. it. Um, they're, they're, I don't know. It's been a weird. It's been a weird week. I feel positive, even though last Saturday yeah. you did ask me, was I going to feel positive doing this show? There's a smog of positivity coming a from the uh, recycling of positivity. plant. Positivity. Positivity. Yeah. What's people been burning in the recycling plant? I feel like plant? that should be your Twitter. <laughs> Tires, like. Yeah, that's that's my new handle. <laughs> yeah, smog I think of positivity. It should be called that. Smog of positivity. Uh, Lucas has just said, "Cheers, guys." Yeah, welcome. No problem, pal. No Any problem. Time. We 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 know you've got your your armory. Sorted out. Lucas, I've never met you, so I apologise in advance. <laughs> all them Power Rangers. It's all Harry's pieces. idea, Lucas. Knocking around. <laughs> um, but yeah, Reddit, Reading wasn't so good. 
It no. was just, I think it summed us up. It was just unlucky as well. You know, the decisions weren't great and it makes you think, well, if they'd have not happened, what, you know, could we have turned that around? Probably, maybe, I don't know, really. Can it was I one say, of those games, I think, do you know what, if we'd have shot on shot all game, I don't think yeah, we were going to score. Can I say, though, we, we, said it, we said it last week, Aaron, and this isn't sort of like me, Sam and Lucas, being any Mystic Megs or anything like that. Any Millwall fan will, will say it. If you're half expected to go to a game and get a result, you're not going to get one. And but, let's be honest, everyone was saying about the like mm. the Wigan game and the Ipswich game. I think the Reading game was the hard one because we was expected to turn up and get three points. Do you know what? I think I'd rather have been at home in my pyjamas. There you go, in your PJs. Fair blow. Fair blow. I, I just think that we're um, we're the world's worst favourites, aren't we? Mm. It's always been the way. Millwall, Millwall could play Staines. And you'd expect, expect Millwall to get beat 1-0. Um, you did let me down on my icon. Yeah, well, of course we did, mate. Don't never back never, Millwall. Never back Millwall. The only one you should ever back is uh, if you're picking seven of the best. dot com. Oh hey, I've got the sponsors. <laughs> here. I'm I'm smashing on. I'm God, he's like he's like a bathroom suite showroom. All these uh, plugs yeah, he's putting in, isn't he? Um, basically, just back Jake Cooper to score because everything Millwall do goes through Jake Cooper. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, I I love Jake Cooper. He's a very good-looking man um, and a brilliant defender, but. I don't really get the idea of doing the throw into the front post. I, I don't understand what he's going to do. Is he going to sort of like Hernandez? Now, now Daniela, with with your with your you know extensive tactical knowledge, what do you make of that? I mean, I think we've probably. I don't know. Actually, we've scored from him. He's actually got a few assists, hasn't he? I think it's no worse than the others. Something's going on here, and I'm not too sure. I feel like I'm being left out the no, loop. No, you're not being left out the loop. We're just we're, we're editing show notes midway through the show. Yeah, just it's typos. not very professional. It's not at all professional. Um, I've never been accused of being professional at doing anything <laughs> that I've ever done. To be fair, um, I don't know. I, I just think like we go through the same kind of system. We know how we're going to play, but against Reading, we played on the floor for twenty minutes maybe before the goal and it actually worked yeah do you know what i think though it's like a lot of the stuff does go through jake cooper and he does get the heads on nobody's there to follow it up and everyone else seems to be doing their bit you know we get the ball in he heads it on nothing else there i'd like to know what the stats are for the amount of headers that mill will win in the box from the initial ball win and how many times that that ball finds a non-mill player what you've got to realize is, is there is actually a guy sitting there counting all of those as well. Yeah, but I have heard the story. I wonder what his job title is. I have heard the story of Sky Sports doing that once, and the bloke who's supposed to do the clicker when they click backwards and forwards accidentally yeah. forgot to they change don't, it. They don't click on it though. What they do is they have like a guy sitting. You must have seen it in the pre- basically at the back of, at the back sometimes. of the press box. There's the a phone. guy, but yeah, and, and there's also a guy with a laptop, and they literally sensors. Well, following no, no, everyone. no, no. There's a guy on the phone, and so obviously they report it to you know the you know the biggest stats company in the world. Who would that be? Op. Well. I shouldn't have begged them up like that. I was hoping you'd know. You know Opta? They phone Opta them up. Joe. Well, Opta. There's another one. Dave and all that. Oily Sailor. But what, what, what they ones. do is they phone them up during the game and they actually commentate on the game going, ball into zone 76. Is that the way they used to do radio commentary back in the day? What, they ball into zone 76? Yeah, I think that's like the original. What, they, they'd have to give you a grid. Well, no, they, that's how they used to do it. I generally so like remember seeing ball. this somewhere. Well, no, yeah, it's basically it Sabutio. Yeah. You get the Sabutio and then you just plug your headphones. No, that's not how it's done. Anyway, we're going to take a pause and uh, during the break you're going to hear Harry talking about how he saved uh, money on his car and home insurance with spokesman.com. <laughs> and now he's now taking his uh, daughter to, where is it, on holiday? Oh, I can't remember that ever. Pontins. Uh, 0208 70 25 is the number to call. Black. 
The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. Fancy a flutter? 7bestbets.com. Love Sports' official bookmaker. What does everyone think of that one? It's good. I don't know the name of it, though. It's terrible. Anyone? Belter. No idea. Primal Scream, apparently. Oh. Friday night, we bring out all the big tunes on a Friday night. Just what we do. It's not quite our usual 90s dance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Casey and the Sunshine Band. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it's not Casey and Jojo, it's all good, pal. I'm done. Yeah, (laughs) don't do that. Uh, Let's talk about, uh, about Tuesday night down at the Den. Um... It was curry night. It was. It was curry. Night. It was curry night at yeah, the den. Did you not get the email? Well, I wasn't there. Was oh, well. Yeah. What's been happening is Millwall Football Club, Hi Millwall Football Club, have been listening to our podcast, and they clocked onto our idea to have a curry night. Oh, we need so a job. Yeah, we really. need a job in the marketing department. Imagine <laughs> us three rocking up. Here, Kavanagh. This is I, what you need. Corners. I'll jump in as well. That will get it sorted for you. <laughs> Miller Corner sponsor Millwall's Corners. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm, I'm not full of them. That'd, be, that'd actually be a very, very good idea. There you go. Anyway, uh, it was curry night down on the den and you never went. I was in Dublin with work, so I do have a legitimate excuse. And I normally never miss a match, can I just point out? But yeah. How were the curries? I didn't have a curry. I decided to go for a kebab. <laughs> from, uh, the, uh, from the top of the blue, people. You all know the one I'm talking about. The one opposite the ancient Forester's public house. Um, I decided <laughs> on, the have, new, on the new mini roundabout. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I decided to have a kebab before I went to the game because Mills Catering is... Um, or, well, if you queue for Mills Catering, you might see oh, 12 minutes of the game. Fair play. Was it a good idea to have the kebab? Oh, the kebab was £7.20, well spent. Very what was good. better, the kebab or the game? Come on. Uh, well, the second half was fantastic. I mean, that second goal. Barcelona. I watch I watch the highlights of the Millwall game with the alternative commentary that's doing the rounds. Oh, it's brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic. so good. Although he needs to call Ryan Leonard Lendog. He does. He does. Yes. You, you're spot on. But um, yeah, the own goal weren't great. Do you know what? It's interesting because me, me, me and me and Harry had a bit of a conversation. Tete-a-tete. Yes. Uh, yeah. A few words were exchanged. Um, <laughs> Harry, for, Harry, Harry thought Amos. Amos. Who's Amos? Um, Amos could do more. Yes. And I thought do. that he had no chance. So. I've- Thought he could do more as well. He dives over the top of the ball like Jordan Archer dives over things from twenty-five yards. That's all I'm saying. I've never seen him make a. I've not seen him make a save. I can't remember seeing Ben Amos make a save. The one where he saves from Vaughan is Vaughan being awful. By the way, he was a horrendous touch, wasn't it? And if he's better first touch, he takes it round him, and he'll probably get sent off because he would have gone down. Mm. So. Bring back Jordan Archer. What you've heard it here first it's on this show, the show the where the Jordan play. Archer, the Jordan Archer fan club are re- re-emerging. I, They're like the A team coming out. This, of this, is, this is the radio show that gave you free Deirdre Rashid. Now we're bringing yes. back, bring back Jordan Archer, reinstate Archer. The uh, Jordan Archer fan club is speaking. Um, yeah, is it actually is it actually a real thing there? But I, th- I thought. Let's give him credit. He normally gets a bit of a stick about his substitutions, but I think Neil, Neil Harris got them spot on. Absolutely. Spot on. I mean, Aidan O'Brien, even in the warm-up, you could see he was ready. He was like a coiled spring, wasn't he? He's come back and he's learnt how to cross. Has anyone yeah. else worked yeah, this out? He's, he's a handful up there, you know. He's suddenly sort of... I've seen that picture of him and Roy Keane, and it kind of scares me. Because I don't <laughs> know what Roy Keane said to him. I think Roy Keane's like locked up. I've not seen Aidan's family at any game since... <laughs> 
I think he's been locked in sort of Roy Keane's uh, cupboard. Is it, one, is it one of him pointing? As if saying, yeah. there, Aiden. Yeah, yeah. I want there. You to say, that's goal. where the goal is. It's more like, that's where you kick him. That hurts him more. <laughs> um, I, I don't really get it. I, I just think, Aiden's weird. He, he's either fantastic and almost the best player on the pitch every time he plays, or he's the worst player on the pitch. He's very... He, he's one of those players that he's naturally good. And then when he has, when he has time to think about what he needs to do, that's where it goes wrong a bit. Yeah. He's 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 footballing brain. I mean, if you com- I've always been saying that if you compare, if you put them together, Fred and Aiden would be a twenty thirty million pound player because yeah. they generally have that ability yeah, to O'Brien. do. Things. What is Fred? What is Fred still that doing goal. at Wanderers? Okay, so Fred still. I think Fred feels loved at Wickham. I, I generally believe it, and he's not loved at Millwall. Hey, it's wrong. Gareth though. Ainsworth, yeah, like, and, and we talk. He's about a horrible, him. horrible man. Is he? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Millwall, yeah. To Millwall can't stand us. Anyway, we we do, we, we talk about him a lot on the Wimbledon fan show because we look at Neil Ardley, who genuinely is like the nicest guy in the world. Like you, you just can't. Not, he looks like he's about <coughs> to cry every minute. But basically, probably is right now with the state they're going to get uh, But yeah, <laughs> I don't think he will. Um, but you just wonder what is Ainsworth doing there? He's got some sort of like you know crash going on there at Wickham because he signed some quality players uh, for League One level and League Two level. He's signing Craig McHale Smith and like Sam Saunders and Sam Saunders who was known as like you know the League One David Beckham. You know he's bringing out players like that and he's got Onya Dimmer down there firing. Why aren't Millwall just going? Ah, oh, you know what? Let's find another club that are like remotely near South West London or South London. Let's give it to Wimbledon instead. Because we can't find anyone to replace. Sort of the problem is with Millwall's transfer policy this season. As I said before, it, it, it's it was all changed by one jumped-up little Northern Irishman um, who decided that he wanted to go and throw his career away at Middlesbrough, and that basically changed the club's dynamic of what we could afford. That presumably changed the idea of who was going to play. Because I don't think Ben Thompson would have been allowed to go out on loan if we hadn't have had if we'd still have had Savile. And he's another one, by the way, that I'd have back in January. But Fred needs to go and play games. And he I needs think to build his confidence. I think, well, Fred, I think they need to realise what they want from Fred. Mm. That's, that's, that's ultimately what it is. I mean, with, with, um, everyone says about O'Brien playing up front. Personally, I prefer him out on the wing, but I know I'm in the minority. Everyone prefers him being up front. But at least he's got a sort of, he's given a job when he's out on the wing. You know, either stay out on the wing, cross him in, or cut in. When the, the problem you've got with a player like on, on a dinner is that there's this whole new since like Messi made it popular that free role and when Rooney was in his prime that free role basically go out and do what you want. I don't think Onodimna's good enough to go out there and just do the free role. He needs to be given a task. When he when he played against Leeds, I think it was last season, and he destroyed them, yeah. he was given a job he, to do. He doesn't understand his own strengths, I don't think, at the moment, because he's young and he hasn't yeah, he's had not that got experience. maturity to know what he's I, I doing. I think that's true. I also think that Millwall have been as in Millwall, as in a transfer and a club, have been hurt in the past, especially looking at John Marquez. John Marquez is the perfect player to hold that up against. We didn't send John Marquez out on loan half as much as we needed mm-hmm. to because it's being proved now that after 100 games in the Football League, he's suddenly the player that we... Yeah. That obviously he, he, was he was never given the proper chance. No, he was never given a proper chance at Millwall. I think that we should have a cheeky bid in January. I generally do because I don't think Mar- Morrison's going to be here next season. I think he is the target man that we should have signed. Tom Elliott's not really my kind of player. I don't think he works hard enough without the ball. Um, and I don't... If Gregory's going, which might happen, obviously we're doing the transfer a bit later, I've jumped it, but if Gregory decides to go, 
which is, would be unfortunate. Bradshaw's obviously been signed as a replacement, so you, we, we're kind of planning for next season whilst doing this season, if, yeah. if that makes mm-hmm. sense. But it's a, it's a shame because Lee Gregory has been an absolute uh, godsend for me. And very quickly, thoughts on that goal by Morrison? I mean, he celebrated it like he discovered electricity to nip the line, but it. <laughs> I mean, the the build up before it the is build up was unbelievable. I mean. Shane, Shane Ferguson. What's happened to Shane Ferguson? Someone has told him he needs to. I, I think he's in debt or something because he's got no <laughs> contracts at the end of the season. And someone's told him, you know, the bills need to be paid, the mortgage. The wife's got onto his ear and gone, Shane. I, I want to. The kids need shoes or something. I don't know. But he, he's. I want a gazebo. Uh, she, he, she wants Nothing something. Nothing wrong with a gazebo. Absolutely not. Gazebo girl. Yeah. Well, he he's just been unbelievable. I mean. He's ne- he was a great player, and then he went to the Euros, and he got r- absolutely destroyed by Milik. I can't remember his first name, the bloke from Poland. Mm. And he's come back a completely different player. And it seems like it's taken him nine months to sort of watch back I that game and work it out. he's even better than he was, though, when he was at his yeah. best before. He's, mm. It's like, I mean, he, he never really used to put tackles in and stuff like that, and he's, he's started doing that now, and he's making runs, and I've never really seen that side of him before. Mm. When, no. when, they, um, when they put him at left-back, sorry, Harry, I didn't mean to cut off. No, no, you're right. When they put him at left-back to put in O'Brien, I did think that's not the greatest move because he's not really put a foot wrong. But then you got, like, with a goal as well, He's he not only was as he played phenomenally well to actually get that ball in, but he's like actually successfully overlapped and got involved in the game as well. So, and I think it's shown the versatility that we can play different formations now, which is quite nice. I mean, <laughs> quite nice. Well, we can go five at the back and have two wing backs, and it actually really works because Romeo's better going forward than he is going backward. So, especially giving away two penalties, even though the corrupt <laughs> FA, I'm going to start a campaign penalties. on here. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Aaron, please watch the two penalties. I mean, you'll be a neutral. They have been disgraceful. There's no other word. I mean, it's, it's shocking. This is turned into like a full-blown campaign show, you know that. Well, I mean... Uh, Next, we're going to be asking for donations for Ferguson. At uh, 9.24, this is Love Sport Radio. On the back of this, uh, we're going to be talking about poor refereeing decisions, and we're going to be talking about I follow. Do a version of this. He did. We could have thought of better versions of this. Stand Acon. Didn't he get nicked? <laughs> More than likely. I can. Re- oh no, no, no. I'm not going into that. That's one for the extra podcast. That's one. That's coming. Uh, coming up after this. Not live, but whenever. You'll be able to get it from uh, from the Acton CBL Magazine yeah. podcast and all other good podcast apps. Yes. <laughs> anyway, We're let's talk about poor refereeing decisions. Yes. Because that song would have made no sense otherwise. No, it wouldn't have. He I called to the stand Harold Warren. Harold Warren. Okay. Uh, Harold Warren would like to put forward to the joke of an organisation that is the Football Association. Um, I don't understand the Respect the Ref campaign. Objection. No. <laughs> <laughs> Says by the blazer of the suited Michael Avery. Um, no... I don't understand this idea. I understand they have a hard job. I, I, I've had a brilliant idea, Aaron. You know how like, this station got big nasty to go from rapper to reporter? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We <laughs> can make me from... reporter, but yeah. yeah. Kind maybe of we could go from... trade, but yeah. Yeah, maybe we could, like, take me from being fat fan 
to referee man. Referee man. Well, yeah, I suppose. Well, Sunday league ref. Sunday league ref, yeah. Because I don't think I'd get after decisions wrong that the referees that are paid to... By have you, have you never had to be like an emergency I've been liner, liner I've been a liner. Oh, I'll tell you what, the worst thing you could do. The old human ruler. Yeah. And, and it's the best one, isn't it? It's the old, well, he won't interfere in with play. Mate, you're a Sunday league footballer. You can't even kick in a straight line. How am I meant to know that bloke who's offside the, the, is the one be, you're the aiming best thing for? Is, the best thing is, is when, when, when someone comes and questions Michael's decision, he puts his hand to his ear. Just yeah. like, you know, looking for... Yeah, uh, hello? Yeah. And then you put the finger up. Hang on. No, it's no, not, it's no, not, no, 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 it's not right. But th- th- I just, I don't understand. Take a set, like, the FA don't, let's be honest, right? VAR at the World Cup, I wasn't for it beforehand. I watched it at the World Cup. I thought it was a good decision. In our league, where the referees aren't, how can I put this diplomatically? Any good. Um, it would make sense to have a overseer to sort that out before you launch it in the Premier League, before you do it in the Champions League. So why don't they use it? All oh, right, yeah, because they come out with the excuse that lower league football would struggle. Like they care about... I nearly swore him for the first time on this radio station. <laughs> like they care about lower league football. If the FA cared about lower league football, they wouldn't have put iFollow on. Yeah. But, you know, there's... I know New Harris come out after the Reading game and said he sent off the incidents and they've sent them back and looked at the wrong incidents I mean it's just incompetence from top to bottom I'm r- rant done let somebody else go for it I, yeah, there, there is I think that there, there has there has to be something I mean is it BT who's doing it at the moment with like Grand Pole or the referee who's sitting in the booth and like sort of saying the decisions that yeah, probably be Howard Webb or, or, or someone Dermot like that Gallagher or someone now that's not a bad idea but I think you do if, if you have got some horrendous penalty decisions like that you would not necessarily have someone come out on like a match of the day or something like that, but there needs to be some kind of statement where it's like, look, at the end of the day, we're asking you to respect us. It works both ways. We have made a, a bit of a blunder here. And I think the problem you've got with the referee in, in football especially, it's too sort of, what's the word, totalitarian, isn't it? It's too, it's my way and there's, there's, no, there's no room. Um, the refs don't, nothing happens if they make they get demoted yeah, and make the refereeing in that league worse as well that's what i'm saying yeah, they don't no, take there's them away. no like you should it should be a you know what you you're banned you're for free games yeah, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. It, it's it should work both ways and the thing is as well if you look at some decisions i mean the, the classic example not even in a Millwall situation is the ireland france game in yeah. the in the qualifier that cost ireland so much money didn't it? You know, like going to we're World Cup. We're looking at the money. Irishman. We're, we're, the we're, looking, we're looking to get a. Uh, where's, 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 where's the father? Well, we're, lo- we're looking to get a, an opinion for, from the box outside, but he's he's he's. Put, is he coming? Are you coming? He's just, he's dead. Oh, he's no. finished. He's, he's yeah. gone. But no, that, but there's there's a decision there. That, that's not even one one of the old. Oh, you know, we've cost you a penalty. We've cost you a point. We've cost you this. You know, that literally cost you millions of pounds in revenue, yeah. prize money. You know, all that kind of thing. Bad World Cup CDs. Yeah, customer fortune. <laughs> Pints of Guinness. I mean, let's look at Tuesday night though. If they'd have scored that penalty, oh, we wouldn't have come it, back. We would never have come we back. Have come back and we'd, we'd still be sitting be bottom. bottom three, yeah. But but then that this is the thing, isn't it? Football is now a business. In any and financial, this is people's livelihoods. How many people do Millwall employ? How much more would a championship well, gate be worth in terms of season tickets? Well, mm. it's, it's, it's just the wider football club that mm. that the division that you're in affects the lionesses. You know, Reading, if Reading went down, I know Aaron said about how much money that they would have lost last season if they had gone down towards their, uh, their women's team. These decisions now cost people's livelihood, cost people's job by one person in the middle. And that one person in the middle should be 
held responsible yeah. and accountable. And obviously, if we all went into our job in the morning, no one goes out to make mistakes. But when you make mistakes, you normally are punished in some don't way. Don't worry. Well, one time when you got a drone ref in the 2056 World Cup, <laughs> then phone me up, pal. Mate, don't worry. We've got, what is it, for the World Cup? I saw a stat the other day. We've already got 44 deaths on the stadium. So maybe mm. we should have 44 minutes of silence before the game and charge it to fever on TV time. Why not? There you go. But like, with, with if if you look at like the decisions as well, the way they keep changing these rules. So you know, like the sort of the phase one offside, the phase two offside. You know, last season the last man got red card. Now he doesn't because it's you know giving a penalty, scoring a goal, and sending someone else is too much. There's the argument as well with the offside. If you've not think about like the man in the middle of the park, but the the linesman's, it's physically impossible to look at that many things over that wider spectrum of a sort of looking at a pitch that quickly. And getting it right, you I know, because of the way the ball's played, the way the run is, that kind of thing. What annoys me is we had the EFL Cup or the Carabao Cup, as it's correctly called, um, where some of the tyres had VAR, some of the tyres had goal line technology, some of them didn't. You're in the same competition. That's not the same rules. It should be yeah. unanimous uh, throughout. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm. And I don't understand. Like, the rules of football... When I was at school, I was taught, or as a boy, you're taught the roles of football, you play to the rules. You respect the referee's decision, or mostly, but sometimes the referees must know. I'm, I'm, I mean, both penalties decisions. The one on O'Brien's never a penalty. Mm-mm. O'Brien goes down looking for that because he knows the referee's been soft in the other one and probably knows, ideally, that he might have got it wrong. So does, does the referee level it up? Is that then right? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's not right, because both are wrong. So I'm not asking the referees to be anything... I mean, at least he was consistent. He was consistently wrong. <laughs> but, you know, um, <coughs> it's, it's a hard one, because you don't want to be on referees and get people on referees. But all we ask for, as Millwall fans and any football fan, is you to be consistent. And they're not consistent, when they, especially when they come to the den. Let's not, let's not forget old Mr Friend at the start of the season as well. Oh, don't I mean, I mean, I mean all, all jokes, I'm not saying it's to get people worked up and anything like that. But it is, you know, we had we had the Middlesbrough 
game at the start of the season where some could say, yeah, we shouldn't have shut the game off, but you also shouldn't have played two minutes over the allotted time. We've had two bad penalty decisions go against us. We've in had consecutive games. In consecutive mm-hmm. games. We've had tapes be sent off. They've looked at the wrong footage. Wasn't there a decision at Nottingham Forest? Yeah. That, yep. that, that, you know, this is consistently, week in, week out, well, costing us. And this isn't, Harry, this isn't costing us like one point here or two points here. This could collectively have cost us about seven, eight points. And yeah. they're poor decisions. And that, when you're down the bottom, scrapping them for you, points. Oh, that's fine. It, I mean, make, I, I, it does I, make look, you think that you have to work, our players have to work double hard. To get have anything you, out of the game. Have you not Ryan Leonard goes down and looks at referees with a forlorn look now. And it's got more and more forlorn in his time playing for us. So as a South End player, he probably goes, gets decisions that he should get. Yeah. In the Milwaukee, you, you need to be near on assaulted. You need <laughs> to have GBH committed on you to get anyone sort of given a free kick. It, it's ridiculous. Uh, Grumpy Grimace has tweeted in. Oh. Legend of the show. We, 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 we love, like Grumpy. We love him. Top top man. He said, have said it before and we'll be saying it again. Refs change games. Oh, absolutely. Well said, Grumpy. Absolutely agree with that. Uh, I mean, he changed the game on Tuesday night. It was pretty flat. He managed to get the crowd mm. involved, didn't he? Um, let's take a pause and uh, we'll begin our preview to Millwall versus Ipswich Town next. I've just been given official release by our producer tonight to say he just said talk amongst yourselves for the next few minutes so let's talk amongst ourselves okay. Harry what would you like to say I've just been told that people remember their dog's birthdays and it's been yes, proven yeah it's my dog's birthday today happy birthday happy birthday happy to Scooby happy birthday Scooby if he's Scoob. listening <laughs> Dan- Daniel's got a uh, what's your dog called Bessie um, oh that's a great name Thanks, my dad's old van was called Bessie oh lovely yeah. Yeah. did so it look like a dog it was, was, it, was it like the Dumb it and Dumber was, car? It was a bit of an old yeah. dog. Um, I hope it wasn't for the. It, I hope it wasn't a fan of the uh, of the company I work for. Wow, QPR have beaten Aston Villa tonight. Um, Dean Smith's regime at uh, at Villa Park hasn't it's started well, to plan. QPR Good. five unbeaten now. That's a shame, but that I don't like Dean Smith. So come on. You can't. I just, like I just feel sorry for John Terry. Uh, I can, I can, I can dislike Dean. So you Smith. feel sorry for who? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Yeah, I don't like Dean Smith after last season. Okay, he he came out and said some very disparaging comments about Neil Harris. Fair enough. Yeah, it's that Warner. Yeah, you can't, anyway. can't talk about the Messiah. QPR uh, have beaten Aston Villa tonight. I was hoping for a boring nil-nil draw, but, you know. And the thing is as well, look at that. Tammy Abraham, hands on his hips. He's like he's lost a cup on. You're on loan, mate. You're only going to be there another few months. He's, you think he's on loan, mate? He might as well be on loan at Chelsea. Forget from Chelsea. Or, mm. You know, it's it's just... He's going to go back to Chelsea and do what? I know. But look, but look at Loft, Loftus-Cheek yesterday. He's got that trick. Still yeah. can't get a game. Against Batty Boris Loft, though. <laughs> yeah. Sentiment Millwall. That's what I say. Yeah. I've told you I've told you about my idea about that. That the Premier League clubs should have twenty three players and if they've got any more, they have to be out on loan at their own cost to championship and league one two clubs. Yeah, it is uh, it's certainly a topic for That's debate. Let's go for your opposition view. The opposition view on Love Sport. Yeah, joining us now is James Scowcroft, former uh, Ipswich town striker. How are you, James? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay, thanks. So yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us this evening, pal. Um, 
you know, it was it was an interesting one with Paul Hurst. I, I talked to you know a few different Ipswich Town fans, a couple of ex players as well. And, um, they kind of criticised me for for talking about Mick McCarthy and saying maybe the grass wasn't greener on the other side. Maybe it's been proven now. You know that the grass wasn't greener on the other side, and, and the board have decided to make a change. Was it right in your opinion? Uh, what to get rid of Mick McCarthy? No, to 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 make the change now with Paul Hurst. Uh, well, look, results speak everything, don't they? It's all about uh, results in football. And the bottom of the league, and they've won one game in, in fifteen and sixteen, if you include the league cup. So you, you can't keep going on like that. Um, you know, I don't think it should have been in the third tier of English football for nearly fifty years. So on that basis, yeah, absolutely. You know, you you, you have to you have to make that decision. And there's only thirty. Uh, 33 games left, I think, around about that figure. So, you know, time is running out. We're soon approaching Christmas, so they've got to act, and they have acted. And what do you make of their, their chances? For obviously, it looks like Brian Klug, I think the uh, the academy director, is going to be taking uh, the the side tomorrow. Um, Rumour has it that Paul Lambert might be taking over as a former player. Obviously, everyone knows about the Ipswich Norwich thing. Do you reckon that's going to have a big impact if Lambert does take over? No, I don't think so. I don't think Ipswich fans are, are that bothered about it, really. They're, you know, they're desperate for someone to come in and make an immediate impact. So it, it could be anybody, and it, and it wouldn't. I don't think it would bother them at all. I think, um, you know, it's desperate days at the moment at Portman Road. So if you look at Paul Lambert, he actually did, did a similar job in a similar position when he was uh, manager at Norwich. You know, they were uh, free-falling into to League One. They actually did, did go down, but he soon turned the club around and got more the way into uh, mid-table in the Premier League. So... You know, he's he's a proven manager in uh, in this, this situation. He'd have had a hell of a lot more money to spend at Norwich than what he will get at Ipswich. Um, I, I'd sort of ask the question. Mick McCarthy was doing a brilliant job on a very limited budget, and a lot of Ipswich fans obviously were bored with the football. I, I understand that. I mean, the, the last season, I know the game that they played against us last season at home was a four-three thriller, but the two the tool draw I think at Portman Road at the end of the season just sort of showed where both clubs were um, I know Ipswich haven't really I mean they've lost McGoldrick and you know he's a very very good championship level striker but questions surely don't have to be asked about I know Paul Hurst has, has now gone but questions have to be asked about the board really don't they I mean Marcus Evans isn't pumping the money in that he was pumping in and obviously in this division you look at the other clubs that are up the top which Ipswich fans seem to well don't really know what happened there uh, we'll try and get uh, James on a little bit later should we go for a quick pause let's go for a quick pause this is Love Sport Radio Yeah, um, we got a light in the mood somehow. Uh, it's the supernatural. Jumping. I mean, look, it's Halloween has come early, sort of five <sighs> days early. My heart just bounced. Yeah, apologies for the slight technical issues. The ghosts are just knocking around, so we call the Ghostbusters in. James, the main things. Are you all right? I'm fine. Yeah, not not sure what happened there. No, it, it was sounded a bit scary though. It sounded a bit scary. Uh, Harry, you were mid sort of question, weren't you? Yeah, I was mid question, basically saying, uh, are the fans sort of annoyed at the board really because as, as I was saying the backing hasn't been there for realistically since Paul Jewell really no it hasn't no it's um, 
you know, it's a club that's in decline. I don't think anybody would, would argue with that, really. And, you know, the owner's the one who, who owns a club, makes the decisions. So, you know, he has to take a lot of responsibility as well, really. Uh, you know, the club is at its lowest it's been for a long, long time. Um, and ultimately, the manager's paid the price, but I think the owner should take a lot of responsibility as well. Yeah, I think as well, let it, letting McGoldrick go um, as... <coughs> I know he didn't play much last season, but he's gone to Sheffield United and hit the ground running as a former striker yourself. Obviously, you understand uh, understand what it's like to feel loved. I, d- I don't think really a lot of the, the Ipswich team it doesn't seem settled from what I've seen. So, does that really affect you when when you're a striker playing at a, a club like Ipswich? It does. Yeah, they, they, they lost all their centre forwards. Basically, they lost um, McGoldrick, they lost Waggon, they lost Gardner. Um, and they're brought in players that have never played in the championship before, never played at that level. So, you know, that is a huge ask to, to lose senior players there. And then the turnover of players to bring in 10, 11 new players um, and expect that to, to click is, is a huge, huge gamble. Um, and that gamble hasn't paid off. So as far as that's concerned, you know, if it, that that's almost where, where it's all gone wrong. But you know, Paul Lambert now needs to come in and work with a group of players and get the confidence going, really, I think, throughout the team. You know, centre-forwards especially, they have, they have struggled to score goals. Um, you know, the two lads that have come from, from the lower leagues really haven't really hit the ground running. Uh, Jackson and um, Harrison, the lad from Bristol Rovers. So I think Paul Lambert's first job is to, is to get players like that confident and, and believing in themselves. Do you think he'll be given money to, to go and sign to proven championship strikers or do you think this could be a fight to the death kind well, of in the championship? I think if you want to sign a proven championship striker, you're probably looking at £10 million. So, uh, you know, that's, that's not going to happen. Um, I think they'll they'll go into January and I think they'll, they'll go down the loan market and see um, several faces probably come in from, from top academy clubs um, and maybe one or two journeyman players that haven't really... Uh, featured this season, I think that will be the route that they go down. Yeah, when you know you're you're in trouble as they are, the the last place you want to be going is somewhere like the Den, isn't it? It is, but you know Millwall aren't having a great season themselves. There, there's pressure on Millwall to, tomorrow as well. So I, I think tomorrow, you know, with Brian being the the, the interim manager as well, there probably is a little bit of pressure off them now. Um, you know, I'm sure Paul Lambert will be there watching so the law want to impress a new um, boss. It wouldn't surprise me at all if it's which got a result tomorrow. What kind of memories do you have of, of playing at the Den? Obviously, an intimida- intimidating place to go and fight. Yes, um, mixed memories. Always a real, real tough, uh, tough place to go. I was part of a Leicester team that went once when um, away fans were banned. So it was... Um, and Dennis Wise had just left um, Controversy, had left Leicester and, and joined Millwall, so there's a little bit of a mini rivalry there. You know, it's, it's a tough place, and I saw Millwall a lot last year. Um, and to be fair, when, when they get going at home, the home support is gets behind them, probably like no other team in the, in the country does. So it, it, is, it is an iconic place. Yeah, uh, and in terms of score prediction, are you, are you looking out? What, 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 what do you think's going to happen? Uh, I think it's a win 2-1. Oh well, okay, brave, uh, brave prediction there, James. Especially on a Millwall show. Um, look, thank you very much for joining us this evening. We do appreciate it. We apologise for the slight technical issues uh, we have, but there, James Scowcroft, former Ipswich Town uh, striker, with us on Love Sport. Um, where do we go next? Who, who's looking ahead to that game? I mean, pff, surely from your point of view, you're, you're looking at three solid points. Yeah, 
Yeah, Absolutely. I think it'd be a walkover. I, I, I generally do. Yeah, I just can't. I just cannot see Ipswich getting anything. I really can't. They were very lucky last season. They were six and seven at the back under McCarthy. They won four three in Jordan Archer's virtuoso performance as Ronald McDonald or Coco the Clown, um, where he threw three goals into his own net. Um, so you know, and then when we went away from home there, it was another one of the occasions where Millwall just couldn't put the ball into the back mm. of their net. Yeah, I remember that too. Well, yeah. And uh, it was, you know, if we play how we did when we got the goal on Tuesday night for the whole game, we will win easily. <laughs> the problem is, is Murray Wallace is a defensive walking nightmare. And I can't... Uh, you know, there are certain players at Mill history who are centre-halves that you look at and you go, did that really happen? I'm thinking of Richard Duffy, Mark Phillips... There's a few more. Marcus Bignot. I'm, I'm thinking of Marcus, a few. There was nothing wrong with Marcus there Bignot. There was many things wrong with Marcus oh, Bignot. Was there, com- was there anything wrong with Marcus Bignot? Anything, I mean, anyone anyone that comes in to try and take over Alan Dunn's position and fouls must look at themselves disgracefully. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Danny. Alan Dunn the centre-half or Alan Dunn the right-back? Which at, one? At both. <laughs> more so centre-half. Utility man. <laughs> utility man, indeed. Ian Holloway thought he was a utility man. And look what happened to him. Yeah, Ian Holloway sold Gary Taylor Fletcher and also <coughs> Cardo. J- just a quick one on Ian Holloway. Do you reckon he'd be do a good job at Wimbledon? If no. I, no. I will say to you now that Ian. Was Ho- it going to be a grandsman or something like that? The you only good, have jo- anywhere the else, only would good you? job that, that three piece suit, yeah, with oh, the hat and everything. You're yeah. <laughs> right. You know All right. what? You know right. what? The only, the only club that I really want him to go to is West Ham. <laughs> Because I want to see the chaos that that would him bring. Oh, that'd Milton be Keynes. amazing. Huh? Milton oh, Keynes. imagine him at Milton Keynes. Yeah, MK that'd be superb, Just yeah. Milton Keynes around here. MK. It's just oh, MK. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No Dons. No, no Dons. Mm. The Dons playing Wimbledon. Yeah, indeed. Got to agree with that. Well, Kingston at the moment. Well, yeah, there we go. <laughs> anyway, Ian Holloway. Yeah. Shocking. How are you looking forward to tomorrow? Are you back under um, under the gazebo? I'm on the gazebo tomorrow, yeah. yeah. good work. Mm-hmm. Good. Tell us about the gazebo, the fantastic work you're well, doing Well, it's there. next to the blue bus, isn't it? It's where the Mill Supporters Committee are every uh, weekend home match. He's hard to, to put say up. Hello? It's not hard to put up. It's just because you never get there early enough to help put it up. So you don't Burn. actually know how to do it. Burn. Honestly, every every home match. This is news to me. I mean, I'm not real. You don't wa- turn up. I'm not. Right I'm not real wall because I walk in around the other way. I sit on the Sneaks other side of the, the ground. Don't read the program. Yeah. I don't read the program. I haven't put a program in years. I'm, I do apologise for that. But oh, my two program pages are shakes gold. You, you're missing gold. out. Well, there we go. <laughs> What's happening on, under the under the gazebo tomorrow? Anything interesting? It's Remembrance Day. Uh, Remembrance oh, yeah, Day. Yeah, we'll we, we, be laying reefs um, before the match. Mm. Um, Got a current serving. Uh, yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, service members in yeah. the reef. Yeah, that'd be excellent. That'd be good. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be. A, I think the atmosphere is going to be amazing tomorrow. I think, which will help with the game. Yeah, especially if we start. Fans well. always. I mean, th- these kind of games, especially like the remembrance games and things like that, the fans proper back it. So I think the atmosphere will be mm. good, which in turn will help the team. And I believe there's a collection as well, isn't there? Yeah, is there a collection? Be. Yeah. There normally is, isn't there? Yeah, so good. don't stay at home on your iFollow. Absolutely no. not. Are we touching on iFollow? I hate iFollow. <laughs> oh, hang on. Yeah, but what, should we get a poll? iFollow or Red Button? Oh, Harry? Red Button with Romeo. With Romeo. If is, he is, says Romeo, no, 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 Romeo, Romeo, it don't work. He, it? I mean, do your research before you're going to commentate a match. Isn't are, the, are there commentators on Red Button? Oh, I mean, that, I'm just that's what red you want to call button it. gig. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, Gaffer, so all Wednesday nights or Tuesday nights <laughs> off going forward, mate. CV mate, at I'd, love to, I'd, love to, I'd love to do one of them. I'd love to do a team that I really dislike and try and hide it in the commentary. <laughs> Be quite good. It's, oh, and it's, West, not, it's not easy. West Ham have scored. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not easy. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it may be from 30 so. yards, yeah, but it was up there with a I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you some good commentary stories on the extra. Because the, uh, the extra is going to be we're, we're, we're gonna tonight. We're going to be recording that in about five or so minutes' time. Um, how do Millwall line up tomorrow? Uh, probably the same that Absolutely started. Same. Warner, done. In my eye, in my middle, Tuttle. In, no, definitely not Dave, Dave Tuttle. Tuttle. Dave Tuttle, one. Dave Tuttle Dave might Tuttle. be the worst ever manager I've ever seen. <laughs> Even worse than Holloway. Oh, controversial. Harsh. If you listen to this in your lorry, Dave, love you. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard he's many probably, stories about you, Dave. He's probably got his little jacket under his chin, getting ready for a night. Get ready for a night's sleep. <laughs> now he's fell off his bench. <laughs> I thought, I thought you used to I sleep thought, at half-time. I, I, <laughs> <shelf, you mean. laughs> I thought, yeah, that's the one. I thought me and Colin Lee done all right for those six weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> many, what was their win percentage? One percent? Oh, I don't know. If that. His subs are worse than New Harris's, weren't they? Oh. oh that's you, a no, load. That's, bla- that's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. Get out. How how dare, dig out Dave. How dare you compare the Messiah <laughs> to Dave Tuttle? <laughs> It's Dave Tuttle coming in. That's, is that what the ghost is? No, no, the ghost of Millwall past. <laughs> that's the exit tube. That's the exit tube. Right, um, lady and and gents, how do we sit going tomorrow? Let's go for a pre-do. <coughs> Two nil. Two. Nil. No, well, obviously. Fair play. All right. All right. Just checking for the form. Three one. Why not? <sighs> one nil Millwall. Cooper to score. I'm gonna go. Three one Millwall. I keep thinking we've got to keep a clean sheet that's eventually. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be our game more. tomorrow. Three one more. Yeah, mm-hmm. I reckon that's fancy to go. Thanks for listening to these shows, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Uh, the London Football Fan Shows. Good to have you. I'm back on Sunday where we talk all things Watford and Wimbledon. And we've got the Haringey Borough manager on as well, talking about their FA Cup tie with the Wombles. Go on, that's Sunday from 7 on Love Sport. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.